What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamal K. Davis here. It's the full squad. Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, Jacob Rames, back again. Thank you for joining us, Jacob. We really appreciate it. 2015. Yeah. And, and the rookie, Dewey. Dewey back on the mic here with us. Hello, Dewey. Hello. It's How you doing? Back. I'm great. Yeah? I, I'm, I'm doing well. We talked a lot about the NBA. Two games yesterday were played to kick off the season. Now we're going to talk about the Washington Wizards. Who I are personally, I learned, I learned a lot about the Celtics last night. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to. They're be good. good. <laughs> I think we learned more about the Sixers. Yeah, and that they are probably going to take a step back. I, uh, uh, I think already. This, I don't know this, the spacing. Dewey the, the coming from the Sixers. Just <laughs> over looks, here. Inside info. It just what's, looked okay, off. Sorry, I don't what's, know. The, what's the Dewey deal? That's my middle name. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you not listen to the last episode? I no. listened to it on one and a half speed. <laughs> <laughs> you could miss everything that is said on the one and a half speed on this podcast. It's like Alvin I and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what Jamoke's ringtone sounded like on one and a half speed. Jamoke! No, faster. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that, I mean, I was just, I mean, if for Kyrie to have the game that he had last night and for Gordon to have Seven too much points. rust and for them to smoke Philly, I don't know, man. That team is good. I mean, yeah. Chris and I were just talking the way up here. We had to remind ourselves that they got to the Eastern Conference Finals without their two best players last season. Yes. And without and, some role players. And without some role players. And, and the year before that. Roll back. I will say it was pretty evident of what a few people, a few of our players have said about the Celtics. Keefe and Austin Rivers both said, uh, there's a lot of mouths to fill on this Celtics team. And you saw that last night, which it's, it's not a bad, I mean, for them, it's probably not a bad thing the way they play. But the fact that, like, Kyrie and Gordon, like, it's almost like it didn't matter that they yeah. didn't have big games. Then you have Tatum, who seemed to be like the guy because he had it going. They have so many, so many players. Stare down on oh, my yeah. man, Joel well, Jalen, Jalen did the stare down. I think it's a concerning situation if you're a fantasy basketball player. I yeah. don't think it's a concerning situation if you're the Boston Celtics. Yeah, right. Just yeah. you need to have five good defenders on the floor at all times, and I don't know if the Sixers have that. So. I don't know if we have very many teams that have. Yeah, that. yeah. we'll see. We're, all right, we're close. Yeah. Let's talk about Closer us. Closer than we've Let's been. Let's talk about us. We're playing the Miami Heat on <laughs> opening night, Thursday night. Warriors are good, too. They beat Steph Oklahoma Curry's City without good. Russell Westbrook. Yes, <laughs> they, I can say that easily today. without. Dennis any, Schroeder looked pretty good, huh? Yeah, he did. Filled he did. in okay. All right, yeah, back to the Wizards. Did. All right, so we're on to the Wizards. Home opener tonight. Then they play Toronto, a big game on Saturday. I'm so excited. Monday we showed up at practice. Dwight Howard practice talked about how he was literally getting on his own nerves because it was a nerve in his glutes that was hurting him, uh, which is a pretty funny quote, I think. But just the excitement now. We got the full squad here. Are you Who talking about the podcast or the Wizards? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I mean, the full, the full. that's true. I guess I'm talking about both. Well, but we'll just see. the Wizards. Like Everybody's at, like, well, relatively full health now. Yeah. So we'll see. You'd we'll hope see about so. Dwight on Thursday. I mean, it, that's up in the air, and I think it sounds mm -hmm. like it'll be a game-time decision. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the fact that he's close is encouraging, and everybody else seems to be in good shape and um, had a good preseason. Nobody came into preseason with, you know, a significant injury or anything that they were, they had to work too far back from, it seemed. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if there's been a season that the Wizards are ready to hit the ground running – um, this is going to be one of them, hopefully. Do you think they're hungrier than going into last season because of the fact that, in many of the players' mind, Wall and Beal, yes, last year was a disappointment. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I think 
that John Wall is ready to come back and put together a full season. I think it really irritated him that he wasn't on the floor a lot last season and missed a, a big swath of games. Um, and I think that overall, when they look back at last season, it wasn't even that they, you know, they didn't live well. It is that they didn't live up to their expectations. Mm-hmm. But the reasoning for that, I think, a lot is that all they needed to do was lock in a little bit more against, you know, we talk all the time about them losing games against bad teams, and the players talk about that too. I think that's in the back of their minds, and I think that they know that this season they can improve. I think they know they got better, but they also know that it's not going to be, if they if they lock in from the, from the jump and get that chemistry together, they know that it's not going to be that hard to mm-hmm. improve on last season. They just have to, they just have to put it, put it together every single night. And they're going to come through with, with a lot of wins, and they could really position themselves for, you know, as, as well as they can, they're going to position themselves for a pretty good playoff run. And it's funny because even watching the post game yesterday for after the Golden State game, and they were joking about, oh, maybe they only lose four games. But, you know, Shaq and Kenny and Charles were talking about how it's hard to focus on the full season, especially you if you're already thinking the about the, the playoffs. that game last night with three children? Well, so I do or two, two things. two children and one. True. It is, it, is, it is difficult, but a lot of times I put it on, shout out to NBA TV. So in the morning, I put it back on and I they do reruns. So whatever yeah. I miss, I normally watch it again. But like even they were saying, you know, it's tough for Golden State to focus and for this team to not reach anywhere near where Golden State has, at least in the most recent years. But like understanding that it's not easy to focus during the regular season. The Wizards have to lock in even more so than maybe they have in the past. I think they learned last year the importance of uh, I think that the importance of a strong regular season. I mean, getting that eight seed and having to go to Toronto for the first two games mm-hmm. and against a very good Raptors team was obviously not an ideal situation, and it played out in the series when uh, the Wizards split the first four, getting two at home, but then had to go back there and you know instead of coming home. And so I think that I think that the impetus on them to get the top a top four seed this year is there, and I think that they know that. Zach, are you excited? This is your I first am. first regular season where you're going to be traveling a lot with this team. What are your thoughts on the team? And do they know your first name by now? They so do, Jim. Okay. <laughs> they do. It's been after two years, I think I've I've progressed. I've graduated from the, the right? preliminary. Isn't that exciting? Sure. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no need to be a fanboy. Uh, no, but, but just exciting. Like, you're going to, you know, that's going to yeah, be kind of well your I've, regular beat, some with Chris, too. But, like, you're going to yeah. be in it. You're really going to be immersed with the team more than you have been in the past. I think when you when you look on the outside of doing a job like this, you feel like, oh, you know, it's going to be so great. I get to talk to these guys every day. But you you realize as it goes on is that it, it there's there's business that goes into it because when you help them out, they help you out, and mm-hmm. that relationship is important even internally where they have you know things they have to do. But for us, they're going to do a little bit extra if we have a good relationship with them, and and I'm excited to to hopefully continue that and. Uh, luckily, Jeremy had a great relationship with all of them. I think we all do, and um, it's exciting. But going back to the team, I'm excited for this team because I think a lot of people don't really know what to expect, and that gives them an ability to kind of create their own narrative. And they have a great opportunity to start the year with four tough games. You're out west. Um, there's going to be a lot of fans who might not stay up for some of those West Coast games, and they're going to wake up, and if the Wizards play well they're gonna, and they didn't even watch the game, mm-hmm. they're going to see the score and say, oh, okay, the Wizards, you know, they're in a groove to start the season. Of course, that can go the opposite, but I think it's a good contrast for them to start at home and then go on the road. 
Um, this is a really talented team. There's no doubt about that. They know that. Um, Coach Brooks has a lot in front of him to, to try and figure out. I think, you know, as much as I'd love to see Dwight Howard play Thursday, he, he's probably going to be rusty the first month of the season. So I could foresee him not playing just because he's rusty. But at the same time, it is opening night. Yeah. He's probably going to play maybe not as much as you'd expect him to. But I think Jan Mahimi has shown in preseason that he can play too. The Wizards will be going up against traditional bigs the first two games. You have Whiteside, um, and the Heat are super banged up. I think they have four players not playing tonight in Orlando on the first night of a back-to-back. And then Toronto has Valanciunas, who just torched us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good to have these two defensive-minded centers who play very similarly, and we've talked about this on the podcast, is that you want your reserves to play like your starters so you don't have to change up the way you play. And I think when we saw the difference between John and Sato, they play very different, but you bring in Austin Rivers who's going to push the pace. He's going to play like John. You have Jan who plays like Dwight. It's not a knock on on Gortat or Jody Meeks and those guys, but the different playing styles impacts the flow of the game and you see that in football too when a backup quarterback comes in and has a different style than the starter I'm thinking you know of Baltimore if Joe Flacco goes down Lamar Jackson comes in you play way differently Um, and that's an advantage for the team uh, for like a quarter and then all of a sudden you realize oh wait we are not used to playing this way so I think there's like some subtle changes uh, that'll work in their favor and of course offensively they're trying to run and gun shoot more threes layups and the personnel fits that a lot better than it has in the past Dewey what are your thoughts having been focused on the Sixers before you took this job and now so you kind of have like the fresh eyes watching this team during training camp and practice I just think that this team is super interesting because like when you look at the Miami Heat who are retaining so many key pieces and it's pretty much for all intents and purposes a very similar team and they're getting a healthy Dion Waiters and I think the Wizards are kind of in the same regard in the sense that they're returning tons of key players pretty much um, it's looks like mostly the same team except they're getting a healthy John Wall and I think that based off of the continuity and um, you know with the coaching staff and with Coach Brooks and having John healthy and then having you know the Knowing what you have, I guess, from the team, it's going to be a huge um, advantage for them. And I think, again, like what Zach said, starting off the season with some tough opponents is, I think, will be a good good way for them to kind of get their feet wet. And especially Dwight, uh, returning to practice has been huge for him and just getting him acclimated and caught up to speed because I, I think he's going to be such a huge piece. I mean, he had a pretty good year last year um, with Charlotte, a pretty sneaky good year, I think. And I think getting him healthy and acclimated is only going to benefit this team, especially the more comfortable he can get playing in the system. I think that one thing to point out um, to all the listeners out there and to uh, Wizards Nation, so to speak, is that if this team is 2-4 and four after the first six games, nobody should be jumping off a cliff. Mm-hmm. This is a very tough start. Going on, this, going on the West Coast after um, on the first week of the season when you're just getting your sea legs under you is a very difficult thing to do. And, you know, I think that, you know, 3-3 three and three after the first six would be great. 2-4 and four is not a, not a cliff-jumping situation. Um, it is a marathon, not a sprint this season. And so I just I just want to make it clear that, like, I don't think that – I will know a lot about this team after that West Coast trip is over, but I don't know if that will necessarily depend entirely on what the record is. And that's also interesting because for any fans out there, kids, this 
the way the schedule is set up will be this way forever because the International <laughs> yeah. Horse Show comes here. So it's not like right. next year. It's like, oh, we can have four it's, straight Is it an International games. Horse Show or oh, the Washington Horse Show? <laughs> I don't. International Horse Show. Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out the Horse Show. So it's always going to be this way. And same for the Caps. I know they start the season a little earlier, but they always go on this break. If you know about San Antonio, they always go out of town for that rodeo. So yeah. did we all, Did like we always this. take this early West Coast trip? It, it just wasn't. Wasn't this as season, early because the season moved up? We, well, yes. And or the thing is, was we like, always started on the road. So That's what yeah, it was. The season was later, but we never road. had a home opener. Understood. Yeah. Right, right. To start it's a just season. different. Yeah. So that, you know, adds to it. But the benefit is that now, fans, you get the chance to see the team at home, most likely for the foreseeable future. They will always play that first Open game at home, home because yep. they have to go on the road immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, going around the table, Zach, want to start with you. X Factor, player that, like, hey, if they take the next step up or whatever, this team can maybe get to that 55 wins. Maybe that's, at least that's over a 50. lot of wins. It's a lot. It's a Jamoke lot of Davis, I think. <laughs> if, if Jamoke steps up this season, <laughs> yeah. this team can no. go to the next level. Uh, side note, shout out to our video team because I'm excited for some of the stuff we're doing this year. Uh, oh, yeah. But my X Factor and I, we've been writing stuff all week, and I think I just copy and pasted it from one article to another because I already wrote it in today's preview, but Keith is my X factor. I don't, you know, it's different for him. He doesn't have to elevate his game per se. I just think that he needs to have a consistent season, and I know he's motivated to do that. The last off season, he came into the season hurt. He had his court case. He had just had a kid. This season, he is like fresh. He's completely focused on playing basketball. Um, obviously, he's in a contract year two, and I think that shifted his focus even more. Um, but if you look at his numbers last year, he wasn't as high. He had the sh- least amount of shot attempts that, he, that he's had in per game since he was a sophomore in this league. So since mm-hmm. I think it's like 2012 or 2011. So he his scoring went down because he wasn't really shooting as much, but his shooting percentages were higher. And I think he's going to get so many opportunities at the five um, during small ball action. He's just a valuable piece for them on both ends of the floor. And it, it seemed since he's been here that the team goes – the direction that he goes if he scores 20 a game it's so hard to beat this team but if yeah. Keith is off that's a big hole for the Wizards to to fill of course now that they're a little deeper you think it won't be as big of a deal but in the past when they are six or seven players deep it was really hard to make up for for games where two or three guys weren't clicking mm-hmm. yeah Keith's really unique because he can he has a dynamic offensive game for sure and when it's on it makes him really difficult but also I think and this happens, I think, just because, you know, the NBA is such an offensive league. But Keefe defensively is so valuable because he's quick enough that he can switch on he can switch on guys. But he's also big enough where, and has, like, the right attitude defending the post that, like, he can really, like, body up big men, too. And he's, he's not afraid or unable to defend guys that are a little bit bigger than him. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be a huge key, again, for the Wizards this year. So I agree with Zach for sure. I think that the other thing for me is... I wrote a little about it in, in our roundtable preview, but I'm really interested to see the dynamic between once John comes off the floor, Sadaransky and Rivers, both of them will handle the ball at some point or another, um, but just like how they work together when they're on the floor together, just because they can both do a little bit of everything, um, I think is going to really determine how that second unit succeeds. I think it gives them a really good chance to because I think that they're both going into this season with a mindset that they have 
you know, they they both are going to have to wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes somebody will handle the ball primarily, sometimes the other won't. But both need to be able to play off the ball. They both need to be able to shoot. Um, they both need to be able to attack and certainly defend. Um, and I think that both are coming into a season where they're going to be able to grow um, in a in a kind of a different environment. For Rivers, this is a huge, refreshing environment and a big, different step for his career now that he really blossomed in L.A. He got away from you know playing for his dad. He's kind of got like a new start. He's talked about that. And so I think that that he can continue to grow. He's not that old. He's Brad's mm-hmm. age. So um, for him, it's for me, it's kind of a mix between those two. I wrote about Sadoransky in our in our roundtable, um, but how they're both able to step into kind of a marquee role off the bench is kind of because especially think, if they get to, can, they get to play yeah. off the ball a little bit more. Yeah, I, well, because both I think developed as primary ball handlers, and now they they aren't necessarily mm-hmm. um one of them will be but the other won't be and so how they can play off of that rivers has developed into kind of more of a shooting guard um as he's grown in the nba um but sadaransky is like a trained point guard and he's talked about that before how he's used to having the ball in his hands so how they both adjust to kind of sharing that role and we'll see how it plays out maybe they won't all the time mm-hmm. um but i would assume they're going to play together um quite a bit so we'll see how they can handle that, but I think that they're, they're they both have the right mindset going into this season to be able to handle it and really um, play off of each other. I think their usage is going to be really interesting this season, especially because last year Brooks was kind of loath to um, have a situation um, where John or Brad was not on the floor, at least one of them. But he didn't have Austin Rivers last year, mm-hmm. and so I think it's going to be interesting to see if he's more willing to let them both share the backcourt together or if we're going to see nights where Rivers plays more minutes and Sato doesn't play as many or vice versa and um, Beal and Wall um, share the floor with them or if we see a lot of three backcourt sets and, you know, maybe you see, you know, Sato, Rivers, and Beal play together, Sato, Rivers, and Wall or any combination of those guys. And, you know, and Sato is so big that defensively it doesn't you can play three guard lineups with him that it doesn't cause many problems because Mm -hmm. he can easily guard a three Mm -hmm. um my x factor this season i've said it um i've said it repeatedly throughout the offseason i think it's austin rivers but we've talked about him ad nauseum now so i will pick a different player no no don't pick a different player well i just think that i think that rivers is so important to this team because of the fact that the wizards got into a lot of issues last year with second unit stagnation on offense, and I think Rivers solves a lot of those problems. And I think that he's going to be really, really important to this team. And so, and so he's my guy. But I, there are a lot of players I think you can make a case for here. Um, yeah, you know, and I think that we've all we've all talked about ev- repeatedly Kelly Oubre being a f- X factor for years season. now, yeah, preseason year. X factor, and it's hard to argue against it again. He's a guy that this team really needs to step up. And uh, and we've seen growth from him, and I think that he's he's ready to take get take his game to another level. I think that um, you can make a case for Otto Porter. I mean, he's the third option. You know, he has flown under the radar behind John and Brad. Some his uh, his percentages and his advanced stats are are out of this world. And you know, maybe it's time for him to see a little more of the ball and stuff like that. So, I mean, there are a lot of cases you can make, but for me, I think that I think Austin Rivers is so important to this team this season. And another thing before Dewey, real quick, is that the. I'm going to actually do the stat so that next 
podcast, I can actually say the number. But since John has been the starting point guard, minus his rookie year with Gilbert and stuff, there's been no consistency with his backup. You talk about the backup quarterback coming in. Yeah. It's always been a different point guard. And no one, I think, at the caliber and age of an Austin Rivers to be able to back him up, I think, could be key. But Dewey, you're an X Factor. And style similarity. And style, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Austin too, but <laughs> I don't right. want I don't want everyone. No, no it's uh, that's that's your X factor. That's your X factor. Well, it was kind of a co because I think I wrote in the roundtable piece Dwight, and I think not obviously not a young player who needs to step up, but kind of what I touched on earlier. I think his presence is just so invaluable to this team. Obviously, he's not the player he was in Orlando, but I still think that setting screens and catching lobs is something that he's going to kind of a role he'll thrive in and. Playing with John, I think he'll get the he'll maximize Dwight's skill set, and then defensively, I think is huge too. And although he hasn't gotten the recognition or uh, mainstream media attention the past three two years, Dwight has been uh, a, a good player, I think. And I think adding him, especially defensively and deep into the season and into the postseason, is where he's going to make the biggest difference. And I think that if he can kind of take what he did last year with Charlotte and elevate to a new level playing with John and just being in DC I think that that's going to be huge for the team and hopefully he can stay healthy and just kind of get get back into the swing of things as the season gets going Iman is definitely Dwight I feel like you know he joked in his press conference about I got the cape out you know I'm back I'm Superman and I know the start of the season isn't exactly what he wants but if he is the Dwight that we saw in Charlotte or you know he even talked about how his body feels like when he was younger now that he's two seasons removed from the back injury he's such a dominating force on offense and defense that doesn't matter if it's like oh we're small ball or not he's going to be a handful and it's going to make it easier for John and Brad and Otto to get their shots whoever's on the court with him will have an easier time to be able to be open make big buckets so mine is Dwight Howard as well yeah his rebounding too by the way yeah something that has not fallen off and it's something that can help the Wizards tremendously and that's something that you know even if like offensively or whatever you know he's not scoring as much or whatever that's something that he can help with all the time mm-hmm. and something that he can be a force you know he can be a force in that area every single night you know no matter what he's just he's just a handful he's hard to deal with down there and not um, having to switch especially too, right? when teams play smaller i mean and and yet yeah, not having to switch i think on defense what i'm we very interested to. how that works out i think it's going to benefit the wizards a lot mm-hmm. um, we all talked about it that's another question that we put in the in the round table piece but like um, I think that that's going to really help clarify things for the Wizards, and I think and it plays to their strengths because they've got a lot of guys who have a lot of range defensively, and so um, yeah, I mean as always, it's going to be about team defense when you play a style like that. It's going to be about communication and, and all that, um, and as they figure that out, I think they can. I think they have the tools to be a good defensive team. Um, certainly, having Dwight and Jan down there is helpful and is the, and is one of the primary reasons if not the primary reason that they're they're switching to this philosophy but um yeah it's going to be interesting to see do they win do they win 50 games this season we're 50 win ready shout out hunter lockman (laughs) uh no but i think they'll still win plenty of games give a number 47 47 47 i predicted 51 just because i i don't know um 
19 losses against sub 500 500 teams or worse last year i think they can improve on that enough to get to 50 or 50 plus that the this season is not like last season obviously you can't just say like oh there are six more wins here um you never know how it's all going to play out but last year the wizards won what was it 44 is that right 43 43 without john for 30 games Mm -hmm. um we'll see I think the potential's there, so I threw 51 out there, and I have it screenshotted in case we get there. So I'm going to give a real real good diplomatic answer here. If they stay completely healthy, yes. And if yeah. they don't, no. That's good. That's good. Careful. Yeah, I like that one, too. I was yeah. going like, to say like 46, but then Chris kind of talked me into it. So I think, yeah, if everyone stays healthy, I think – 50 wins is attainable um but obviously like we talk about there are a lot of x factors and you lose games you should win and you win games you should lose and it's kind of just the way that things go so um if everything goes well and people stay healthy then 50 wins i think is my my prediction is contingent on john brad otto dwight all playing 82 yeah so that's that's where i'm taking mine to know by the way and we talked about last night is that you know the east is it doesn't now it doesn't necessarily have the firepower at the top that the west has but the east is really solid i think one through well we found out last year that you know against against teams like charlotte Mm -hmm. um that it's you don't get a lot of easy games in the east um the travel's easier because we're closer to everybody yeah um but you know it's going to be a tight race in the eastern conference i really think and and you look at you, you know we think that um, you know the Wizards can be a top four team. They're in that conversation. I think that's for sure true. But I think there's like six teams in that conversation. Yeah. If we're being really honest, and so and it's probably going to come down to injuries yeah, based on can, the it, fact that there's so can. many strong it, teams. It certainly can. And and so the Wizards know that for sure. They they get that. Um, and they know that that the beginning of the season is is critical because once they start counting, as we found out late in the year last year, they all they all count and so mm-hmm. um it's a tough it's a tough start but it's a good way to lock in i mean you look at these first four games they're the the wizards are going to be ready to go i think they're going to be fired up for these for this start of the season um the opponents will help with that as well as well as just you know everybody's excited at the beginning of the year so um yeah here we go i say 53 and 29 oh my all god right. okay Jamal. that's okay. I say Fire it up. save now, the sound bite 40 years ago was the last time that the Bullet Slash Wizards were in the NBA Finals. That was, they got swept by the Golden State Warriors. I'd yep. love to see Wizards and Golden State Warriors again in the Finals. Love That'd the be symmetry. exciting. The chances of that happening, how far do you think the Wizards will realistically go in the playoffs? Jacob, you got to go first. Go first real quick. I missed the question. <laughs> how far do you think the Wizards will go in the playoffs this year? I honestly have no idea. Eastern Conference Finals? I honestly have no idea. Depends who they get to have to play. Okay. Depends who they have to play. Depends how healthy they are. And depends how look good they look in the regular season. Okay. Jacob's a All big right, predictions Jacob. guy. Yeah. That was great. I mean, I'll say somewhere between the first and fourth round. First, okay. All right. Wow. No, nope, I'll say go. second. Second. There you second go. round. We okay, have a prediction. Thanks, Jacob. I'm really, I'm really going out on a limb here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Zach. Wait, right, okay. So, I don't. I don't really know how to forecast this right now, but I have a different tangent to go on. Okay. And it, it's more specific to the team, and I, I meant to mention it with the X factors. And this is – so instead of having a, a full X factor in this discussion, 
I have an X factor position. <laughs> I think the three slash four <clears throat> on the team is an X factor position because we talked about Otto and how eff- effective he is from the field, how efficient of a player he is. Let's say that Otto gets four more shots a game and averages 18 points a game. How does that elevate the team? And since he worked so hard defensively to become a better defender, and that means he could probably play the four more, how does that impact the team? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of similar to Keith playing small ball. Then there's Kelly Oubre, who has been manning the second unit for who knows how long, trying to like score at will. He averaged 12 points a game last year because he had to take so many shots. Mm -hmm. How does having Austin and Jeff Green around him and playing with other players that, you know, not that they weren't talented before, but they're just a deeper team. How does that impact how many shots he's taking and the easier shots that he gets? And can he play the four? Can he play lock-in defensively enough to play the four? So I meant to say that earlier. Um, and I think, honestly, like at the end of the day, the Wizards' backcourt's going to get the headlines. It's probably going to determine about 20 to 30 of their game mm-hmm. results. But I feel like that unit, the three-slash-fours on this team are going to they're going to win them the games at the end of the day. So I would say if those guys play to their potential this year, I think the Wizards can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think I think John and Brad have been doing it. They know what to do in the playoffs, but they need these guys that haven't, you know, been in, you know, Otto's been in the big moments, but but since his first couple years in the playoffs, he hasn't really had the signature moment of okay, Otto Porter is going to win this game for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. They need those guys to win them games. And that's why I think that group is so important because, let's be real, I don't think Dwight and Jan are going to be playing at the end of the game. It's going to be right. Wall, Beal, Rivers, and then a combination of these forwards. Hopefully Otto, he's probably their most important forward on the team. So, I don't know. Very quick tangent, as I said. No. But I think that's like the difference from being a first-round exit in an Eastern Conference Finals team. It's a good point, and when you look at it, it's a really good point because when you look at back at some of the games that have been frustrating for the Wizards in the playoffs and you look at any successful playoff team, there's always, of course, your stars get you there and, and they are the headline getters. But like Andre Iguodala won a finals MVP one mm-hmm. year. Kelly Olynyk got red hot in game seven in Boston. There are countless examples of how stars still rely on their on their big role players and the Wizards need to, they, they certainly need to find theirs. I think it's been absent. So I think that's a really good point. And the other thing I'll say about the playoffs is that when, you know, like Jacob mentioned, like, of course it's going to come down to who they play and, and the path. But the, the biggest thing they can do to dictate that path is, again, just yeah. locking in and getting that at least home court in the first round. Because at the very least, if you get home court, assuming you get an opponent that, that you beat, you get you get home court you win a series you get momentum going and we saw how that we saw how that helped against boston um in the second round a couple years ago um they came up against the buzzsaw in game seven in boston that happens boston's a really hard place to win anytime let alone in the playoffs let alone in a game seven but you get that momentum going and you see the kind of things that can happen you get john wall hitting crazy shots at home to like you know the, like one of his marquee moments of his career mm-hmm. um and so i think it's i think it's a lot about momentum and the, and the regular season can get them there and help them get that um but yeah i mean zach's point is really good somebody somebody else has to has to step up and become a like a key signature role player 
this year, I think the good news is that there are a lot of guys who could fit that script. Mm-hmm. Right. The opponent, the opponents are going to lock in on John and Brad, and this is night in and night out, not just the playoffs. So you need these other guys, and it's been spoken about in the past, but I think like this year, now that you're deep enough, you need to emphasize it as much as you can. And I, I think these players know it. Like Otto is in the gym every day, getting stronger. Mm-hmm. He, when he's done with practice, he goes and lifts. You know, he's he he probably can be this third person if he continues to work hard. I mean, his shooting is there, um, and. He's got the green light from Coach. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. going to bring the ball up more this year. And kind of to my point about the Blazers on our last podcast about not having the versatile wings to win in the playoffs, the Wizards do, and there's a lot of teams that don't. And I don't, you know, as good as the Blazers' backcourt is, it, at the end of the day, I just don't think they have enough guys. Whereas the Wizards can can give you all this versatility. Um, even their their backup point guard is six seven and can guard three or four positions. So. Yeah. John can probably guard three positions now. He's bulked up. Brad can can probably guard a three. Austin can guard a three. Um, Jeff Green can play all five positions. Like these new guys can play, and they've been around. It's a veteran team, and I think that's my last point is that this team has been around a long time. All these players are NBA vets. Mm-hmm. They all have at least I think outside of uh, Troy Brown on this and Thomas Bryant on the active roster have been in the NBA for at least three seasons and you take out Kelly and I think everyone's been in the league for like five or six seasons. Mm-hmm. So th- they know what it's about. So there's no excuses with these, the what they know what the travel schedule is like. They know what it's like to play on a back to back. It's a veteran team. And I think that helped them in training camp a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think just kind of piggybacking off that point, I think uh, this team has the potential to go to Eastern Conference Finals because I think success in the postseason is predicated on talent and experience. And obviously they have talent, and now with having so many guys who are seasoned and having been to the playoffs so frequently over the past couple of years, experience is there too. And I'll use, as a former uh, 76ers fan, I'll use them as an example from last year. Definitely had the talent, but they just didn't have the experience in Boston. And mm-hmm. if you want to do anything in the Eastern Conference, you need to go through Boston for the most part. They're yeah. a very, yeah. like, that's just kind of the way it goes. So I think that having the key pieces in place who have been to the postseason, who know what it's like, adding guys like Jeff and Dwight, I think that's going to be huge for this team. And if everything, like if players stay healthy, and again, it, it is dependent upon uh, what team they play in the playoffs, but I think just based off last year, and it's a hungrier team, adding pieces, uh, more guys who can score and assist John and Brad, I think. Based on all those factors, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals are definitely a possibility and something this team should strive for. And and by the way, like every core that eventually has sustained playoff success, every every core loses at some point early on and learns what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wizards had Paul Pierce a, lo- a while ago when they got their first kind of when they first kind of like arrived on the playoff scene. I think John and Brad know now that like. This is this is it. They've had some heartbreak. They've had some disappointment, um, but now they've been there. And I think every every core group that breaks through um, has to deal with that. Like Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry finally got through a little bit last year. Of course, they ran into LeBron, but um, I think that's the other thing to note here is that it's hard to be patient, and it's even harder for those guys in the locker room to be patient because they want this more than anybody. Um, but it, it happens, and they've got to lose first. And uh, so now that has happened. They've had some disappointment. That's in the back of their minds, and now I think they're ready to to do it. 
Golden State aside, because I understand that that's a ridiculous team, but you look at this franchise, this company, no one expected the Caps to do it. Valor won a championship. Good luck there. No one expected the Mystics to make it to the WNBA Finals. Yeah. I would like to see that trend continue with the Wizards, but just saying sometimes for Wiz kids, you never know. And I think if you're Wiz kids, but you're also fans of the other DC teams, no one expected mm-hmm. these teams to be in the finals of their league. Well, even look at the and Washington football team. I don't think anyone thought they'd be decent. Yeah, very true. Poor Nationals, true. but and also DC United's had a big comeback. But yeah, you're 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 right. Like I think that's one of the advantages of being under the radar right now and not being nationally covered. By the way, like the difference between us being covered last season versus this season is so drastic that it's almost insulting. Mm-hmm. And I think these players take that personally. I know John does. I think Brad does, and I I think, you know, if the Wizards play well and they want to flex these games, like, we're literally going to flex if we play on these national TV games because we're going to be able to show everyone what we're, what we're made of and that they should have been putting us on national TV to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of this team's success is going to hinge on attitude, I think. And, it, again, like we've talked about, it's a very long season. Um, we we have to go a game at a time because based on what happened last year, that's just kind of the place this, this team mm-hmm. put themselves in. For sure. All right, kids. we have gone through the season, given our predictions for this team for the regular season and the playoffs, X-Factors as well. It is a long season, but it's going to be quite a ride. For Chris Gehring, Zach Rosen, Jacob Rame, and Dewey. All right, Ryan, someday you'll get to be called Ryan. <laughs> Ciao for now, kids. <laughs>